in Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So he says, the Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. And the Lord is my strength. In this context, Hebrew, light is or. O-W-R. It is illumination. Salvation is yesha. Y-E-S-H-A. Yesha. Liberty or deliverance. Strength is mauz. M-A-O-W-Z. Mauz. A fortified place. So light is illumination. Salvation is yesha. Liberty and deliverance. And strength is mauz. A fortified place. Thus he he says, the Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of all creation is my illumination. He floods my mind with the light of understanding so that I may comprehend his word. The Lord is my yesha. He is the source of my deliverance because when I comprehend his word, I am liberated from that which holds my mind in bondage and I am delivered from the eternal consequences of sin. The Lord is my mauz. He is my fortified place of refuge. In Psalm 91, he says, He shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle shall he hide me. So when he illuminates my understanding, I comprehend his word. And when I comprehend his word, I am delivered because this is the purpose for which he sent his word to deliver me from destruction and liberate me from eternal bondage. And because my soul has been delivered and because my soul has been liberated, I am strong in the Lord. He is my illumination. He is my deliverance. And there is no thing I fear. He's my Lord. He's my fortified place of refuge. He's my secret place. And there is no thing of which I'm afraid. Ephesians 6.10, Ephesians 6.10, Paul says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So the power of God is the word of God and his word is the expression of his might. So I'm strong in the Lord when I have a true understanding of his word because a true understanding of his word strengthens my mind. A true understanding of his word strengthens my mind. And when my mind is strong, I have strength of mind. And when I have strength of mind, I have courage. Not just any kind of courage, but good courage. And as David begins to consider how the Lord is his illumination, how the Lord is his deliverance, how the Lord is his strength, he realizes the tremendous power that he has in the Lord. And he clearly understands that when he's facing a difficult situation, there is no need to fear and no need to be afraid. And so in verse 14 of the same uh, uh, same psalm, He quiets the anxiety in his soul 
and he says, actually speaks to himself. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Wait and be of good courage. Wait and be of good courage. So what this tells us is that if I wait and if I be of good courage, then the Lord will strengthen me in the core and center of my being. So the first question is, Elder, how do I wait? How do we wait? Well, in the Hebrew, wait is kava, Q-A-H-V-A-H, kava, Q-A-H-V-A-H. It means to look or anticipate with patience, to look or anticipate with patience. In Luke 21, 19, Luke 21, 19, Jesus says, in your patience, possess ye your soul. And I understand, because as one writer says, this is what one writer says about uh, waiting. He says, listen, waiting involves the very essence of a person's being, their soul. Waiting involves the very essence of a person's being, their soul. Those that wait in true faith are renewed in strength, end quote. Those that wait in true faith are renewed in strength. So let's put it together, what he's saying. Jesus says, I possess my soul with patience. Possess, which in this context is the ability to control. Possess in this context is the ability to control. And in the Greek, patience is hupomone. Hupomone. H-U-P-O-M-O-N-E. Hupomone. It is hopeful endurance that requires faith. Hopeful endurance that requires faith. Patience. Hopeful endurance that it requires faith. Thus to wait and be of good courage means that by faith we must draw from our soul's ability to maintain control as we hopefully endure. By faith we must draw from our soul's ability to maintain control as we hopefully endure. We must draw from our soul's ability to maintain control as we endure the trials and the tribulations of everyday life. How do we do that? How? By looking to the Lord who is the light in our souls. By looking to the Lord who is the salvation of our souls. By looking to the Lord who is the strength of our souls. By looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So whatever you're facing, whatever is causing you anxiety, understand that through the word of God you have the mental capacity to arise above its effects. Whatever is causing you anxiety, understand that through the word of God, you have the mental capacity to rise above its effects. Through the word of God, you have the ability to stand. Through the the word of God, you have the ability to stand. Through the word of God, you have the strength to overcome. Through the word of God, you have the strength to overcome. Through the word of God, you have the ability to stand. Through the word of God, you have the ability and the strength to overcome. And through the word of God, you shall and can be victorious. Therefore, 
Wait on the Lord. And while you're waiting, be of good courage. Wait on the Lord. And while you're waiting, be of good courage. But why courage? Why not bravery? Why not brute force? Why courage? Why do I need courage? Well, courage is strength of mind. And the mind must be strong to conquer. Why was the mind, does the mind have to be strong? Well, the mind must be strong because the mind is the control center of the soul. The mind is the control center of the soul. The mind is where information is received and processed. The mind is where decisions are made and where the will is given its orders for action. The mind processes information, therefore the mind is strengthened by knowledge that is understood and believed. The mind is strengthened by knowledge that is understood and believed, which gives the soul the strength of mind to conquer whatever threatens the pursuit of the highest good. Courage is strength of mind, capable of conquering whatever opposes one's pursuit of the highest good. Courage is strength of mind capable of conquering whatever opposes one's pursuit of the highest good. Defeat is only here. This is where defeat is. This is where defeat or victory is. Let me explain. First, knowledge of the word of God is wisdom. And in order for one to be of good courage, the mind must unite itself with wisdom. The word of God is wisdom. And in order for one to be of good courage, one must unite with wisdom. Solomon says, when wisdom entereth thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee and understanding shall keep thee. That's Proverbs 2.10. Webster says wisdom is good sense. Wisdom is good sense. And we also know that wisdom is also knowing the right thing and doing it. Simple as that. Wisdom is knowing the right thing and doing it. So when good sense enters the mind and is received as being good, then discretion, which is sound judgment, will preserve us. Well, to preserve means to make something last or maintain it. And understanding will keep us. Understanding the word of God is how we are kept. We are kept by the word of God. Not only was the word of God made flesh, the word of God is alive and the word of God is in our souls and the word of God is understood and comprehended. And from knowing and comprehending the word of God, that's where we get our strength of mind. Understanding will keep us because there's no point in hearing some knowledge and getting knowledge if you don't understand it. And to understand it means to grasp it and to take hold of it. And to keep is to maintain in a place of safety. So when wisdom entereth thy heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul. You know, knowledge isn't pleasant to a lot of people. But when knowledge is pleasant to your soul, 
discretion shall preserve thee and understanding shall keep thee. So let's put this together. When I receive good sense through the word of God and I take delight in it and receive it as being good for me, then I will maintain my life in a place of safety. I tell you that all the time. Built into the word of God is a good life. All you have to do is do it. Life in a place of safety with sound judgment. I will have strength of mind to resist doing something today that will cause me to suffer tomorrow. With discretion, I have the strength of mind to resist doing something today that will cause me to suffer tomorrow. Thus, my courage to stand and maintain my position against that which threatens me comes from my knowledge of the word of God. Did you get that? My courage to stand and maintain my position against that which threatens me comes from my knowledge of the word of God. The word of God is power and power is the word of God. When trouble comes, I don't break down and get emotional. I have the strength of mind based on my true knowledge of the word of God. And with good courage, with good courage, I can boldly say, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Next, in order to be of good courage, our knowledge of the word must be united with understanding. As I just said, we just read that understanding will keep thee. Proverbs 4, 7, Proverbs 4, 7 says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get some wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding, because there's no point in getting wisdom if you don't understand it. So we must get a true understanding of the word of God. We must accurately comprehend what the word of God says to us. Listen, we must accurately comprehend what the word says to us. Let me give you an example. If I hear it said, the Lord won't put more on you than you can bear. And then I find myself in the midst of hardship, not considering the fact that this situation might be the result of my lack of sound judgment. According to the word of God. In my distress, I will ask the Lord, why did he put me in this bad situation? Because I went to church and heard somebody say, you know, the Lord won't put more on you than you can bear. But this doesn't get me through the situation. If I actually believe that God put me in a bad situation, how can I trust him? The word of God says, trust in the Lord. Lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. How can I do that if someone just told me that the Lord won't put more on me than I can, than I can bear? 
Peter says, cast your cares on him for he cares for you. So if I believe what someone said, then I have no strength, do I? I'm actually powerless. Why? Because I listened to someone say something that was simply not true. And there is so much nonsense out there. There is so much mass nonsense information out there that you wouldn't believe. It's everywhere. It's pervasive. Yesterday, I heard a preacher that has been preaching for 40, some 40 years, and he's got a large, humongous ministry. This is what he said. The Holy Spirit will not usurp Christ's work of the cross. The Holy Spirit will not usurp Christ's work of the cross. This man has been in in ministry for 40-some years, very well known. And he says the Holy Spirit will not usurp Christ's work of the cross. He's been studying all that time, and he doesn't even know that the Holy Ghost is Christ. He doesn't know that the Holy Ghost is Christ. So he told all them people that lie, and all those people believe. Of course they believe it, because they think that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. And then his grandson says, well, how can you uh, uh, how can you who are unholy and sinful be right with God? How can you who are unholy and sinful and unworthy, how can you be right with God? And he says, well, you know how that happens? Because when you when you when you're born again, when God looks at you, he doesn't see you. He sees his son. When he looks at you, he sees his son came in the flesh. So how can he see his son on you? No, when God looks at you, he sees a soul that has been washed, regenerated and renewed by the power of the Holy Ghost. But folks would rather believe that nonsense than believe that the Holy Ghost renews and washes you and regenerates you. And it is by his blood that, that we are saved. He went to the cross. He is Christ. Yes, yes. Acts 20, 28 says the Holy Ghost purchased the church of God with his own blood. And this ignoramus pastor says that it, the Holy Ghost will not usurp his own work. No, that kind of nonsense angers me because it's absolute nonsense. And they, 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 they claim to go to a seminary school. And I like what a man called it. He called it a cemetery school. Because all they learn is dead stuff. Stuff that has no life in it at all. And they feed people all of that nonsense. And folks hold on to it. And they live unsuccessful lives. And they have no victory. And the reason is, is because all them folks in the pulpit have not been baptized in Jesus' name. And they don't have the, the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible, Jesus says the Holy Ghost will lead you to all truth. So if you stand in a pulpit and you preach lies, then you don't have the Holy Ghost and you don't have the spirit of truth dwelling in you. So in order to have victory in your life, to order to be able to stand the vicissitudes of life, to be able to stand and make it through the trials and tribulations, you've got to have some real word in you and that word has got to be true. 
So the Lord won't put more on me than I can bear. But he tells me to put my cares on him. So he puts burdens on me so I can give them back to him. That's crazy. And it makes those who hear it crazy. And they accept this nonsense. And it's just crazy. Sister Glover tells us all the time how she speaks to clients. And they all know all that crazy stuff. The Bible doesn't say the Lord will put more on you than we can bear. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, There hath no temptation taken unto you such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that all you are able. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may abide, that you may be able to bear it. So as a result of sin, we are constantly tempted to do things that will put us in bad situations. That's what he's saying. There has no temptation taken to you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted. Above all that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. So as a result of sin, we are constantly tempted to do things that will put us in bad situations. We are constantly tempted to doubt God. We are tempted to constantly tempted to doubt God, especially if you hear someone in the pulpit tell you that he won't put more on you than you can bear. So that's really going to cause you to doubt him. How can I trust him if he's putting a, bur- a burden on me? If we belong to the Lord, he will not allow us to be tempted to the point that we will be overtaken. Did you get that? If we belong to the Lord, he will not allow us to be tempted to the point that we are, we will be overtaken. When temptation comes, the Lord will give us what we need to endure and resist. When we are, when temptation comes, the Lord will give us what we need to endure and resist. That's what the Holy Ghost is. He's the power in your soul that helps you endure and helps you resist. We can't be, uh, be courageous in a bad situation if we're understanding that the Lord put a bad situation on us. How can I say I got the victory, but God put it on me? The Bible says, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. Uh But there's a whole lot of folks that will say, you know, God will tempt you. God doesn't tempt you. You know what the problem is? First, they don't have the Holy Ghost and they don't know the Bible. They just simply don't know the Bible. They get a little bit and then they stop studying and then they they rely on tradition and and nonsense, stuff that they've heard. This says, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. So how can someone say God will tempt you? When the scripture says, let no man say it. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. God does not tempt you. The devil tempts you. And the devil tempts you by appealing to your flesh. That's why he says, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away by his own lust and enticed. Yes, sir. But how can you have victory if you don't understand this? How can you have strength in the midst of bad situations if you don't understand this? 
The point here is that the Lord promises to keep us from evil. Not put evil on us. He promises to keep us from evil, not put evil on us. Jesus says, take my yoke upon me, you and learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus says, understand me, understanding me to be easy is easy. Understanding me is easy. It's meant to be easy. It's meant to be easy. It's easy and it's light. It's both light in weight, but it's also light in illumination. It's not hard, it's not heavy, and it's not dark. Therefore, in order for us to be of good courage, we must understand that the Lord does not put hardship and temptation on us. He has come to be an ever-present help in time of trouble. Isn't that what he says? He says, I'll be your ever-present help in time of trouble. So I'll be your ever-present help in time of trouble than the trouble that I put on you. I'll put some trouble on you, but I'll be right there with you from help you in the trouble that I put on you. See how stupid that is? How much non, how nonsensical that is. And if we understand this, then we, when trouble comes, when trouble comes, we can say with absolute strength of mind, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Next, in order to be of good courage, my knowledge and understanding of the word of God must be united with true faith. The mind gives orders to act based on knowledge that is understood and believed. 1 John 5, 5. 1 John 5, 5. 1 John 5, 5. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God, not the second person of the Trinity. So it is faith in the knowledge of truth that Jesus is the Son of God, which enables one to overcome the world. The mind is strengthened through the knowledge, understanding and belief of that which is true. You can't get strength from something that is not true. There's no strength in falsehood. There's no strength in fiction. Jesus is the truth and all things are possible to them that believe truth. Believing truth gives strength to the mind. Believing truth breaks the yoke of bondage. Believing truth cuts through deception like butter. I like that. Believing truth cuts through deception like butter. That's what James says. We have the spirit where we know truth and error. That's what he says. 
Thus, to be of good courage, the mind must unite with true faith, knowledge, understanding, and belief that Jesus is our light and our salvation. Jesus is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Jesus is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And when I get this truth deep down in my soul, I am ready for courageous action. I can stand. I can be victorious. I can then take action that is deliberate. I can take action that is intentional. I can take action that has a purpose because everything that word God is in the word of God has purpose. The word of God has purpose and he put his word in me and I have purpose. Why? Because I got his purpose dwelling in me. And so I can now proactively participate in the truth that I know. I can participate in the truth that I understand. I can participate in the truth that I believe. And I will be of good courage. Because I can't believe, I can't believe it. I can't live it and not be of good courage. Built into the word of God is courage. Built into the word of God is strength. Built into the word of God is power. I'm not just a hearer of the word. I'm a knower of the word. I'm an understander of the word. I'm a believer of the word. And most of all, I'm a doer of the word. And because I'm a knower, because I'm an understander, because I'm a doer, I am guaranteed to have good success. I am guaranteed a successful life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this is how. By faith, we draw from our soul's ability to maintain control as we hopefully endure. Be doers of the word, not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. For us to be of good courage, we cannot deceive ourselves. When we hear the word but don't do it, we deceive ourselves. Why? Because in order to do the word, first we must know the word. Then we must understand the word and we must believe the word. And you know what I say all the time. We don't act outside of what we believe. If we don't believe it, we won't do it. Now you can force me to do it, but your forcing me still doesn't mean I believe it. Our actions are most always are almost always according to what we believe. Whether or not what we believe is true. That's the problem. Because we believe a whole lot of this stuff that just simply is not true. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed indeed. James 1.25, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Well, the perfect law of liberty is the word of God. It is the law of liberty because it is by the word of God that we are liberated. And if we know it in truth, if we understand it in truth, if we believe it in truth, then our actions will be in truth. And then we will draw from our soul's ability to maintain control, which will support and guarantee 
our endurance. That's the only way to make it through, Sister Cooper. That's the only way to make it through is through the word of God, through the strength that comes from the word of God. We are guaranteed. The word of God supports us. And the word of God guarantees us. Guarantees means I have an assurance. Guaranteed that means I have an assurance. I like that song. Blessed assurance. The assurance that I have through the word of God is blessed. I have a blessed assurance. And that assurance tells me that Jesus is mine. Tells me that Jesus is mine. And he's a foretaste of the glory divine. And so out of this assurance now comes boldness. I can be bold in the word of God. Out of this assurance comes confidence. I can be confident in the word of God. Out of this of this assurance, I have power now. So I have the boldness, I have the confidence, and I have the power I need to be of good courage. So when I say the Lord is my light and my salvation, who shall, who, who shall I fear? I mean it. When I say the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? I mean it. And I can say it with good courage. I can say it with a strong mind because I believe it is true. I know it is true. And I'm going to live it like it's true. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Isn't that what the, the psalmist said? He's the strength of my life. Yes. Jesus says you have the light of life. Yes. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Jesus says you have the light of life. Uh-huh. So Sister Raven, I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death yes. Yes, yes, yes. and fear no evil. Hallelujah. I can walk through this dark world of death and destruction and fear no evil. You know why? Because Jesus is my life. He's a lamp unto my feet. And he's a light unto my path. Yes, he is. Yes, Yes, he is. I can live with hope in this hopeless world. Because Jesus is the light of my hope. And I believe that Jesus is the light. And therefore, I I proactively participate in the light by following him. You can't follow him unless you got some light. You can't see him unless you got some light. And that's why he says, if you follow me, you won't walk in darkness. You can't walk in darkness because you're following the light. And not only is Jesus my light, he's my Yesha. He's my Yesha. He's my Savior. He's my Deliverer. He's my Liberator. He freed me from the power and control of my enemies. And you know what he did, Elder? He took the power and control from my enemies and he gave me back the power and control. He took, he freed me from the power and control of my enemies and gave the power and control back to my soul. I am now in control through the power of the Holy Ghost. I am now victorious through the power of the Holy Ghost. I can be of good courage through the power of the Holy Ghost that he gave me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For by his power, I have the victory. By his power, I have control. By his power, I can stand courageous. By his power, I shall not walk in darkness, but I shall have the light of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Not only is Jesus my light and my salvation, he is the strength of my life. And that's why I'm able to maintain control as I wait on him. I can maintain control as I wait on him because he gives me the strength I need to patiently endure and hopefully and hopefully endure. He gives me the patience, the strength I need to patiently endure. And he gives me hopeful endurance. Yes. So I'm patient, but I got hope. Yes, 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 yes. And he tells me that I'm not waiting in vain. He tells me that I'm not waiting in vain. And I believe it. His word says he will not disappoint those who trust him. And I believe it. He says, I, I'm not waiting in vain. And I believe it. He says he won't disappoint me if I trust him. And I believe it. He says he will never leave me or forsake me. And I believe it. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jesus. The foundation of God standeth sure. The foundation of the Lord standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. Come on. Oh. Come on. Mm. The foundation of the of God's standing sure. What's the foundation of God? Foundation of God is his word. Yes. And his word standeth sure. And he says, having this seal. Who's the seal? The Holy Ghost is the seal. So we have the seal. So we're standing on his word and we got the Holy Ghost. Yes. And because we're standing on the word of God and because we got the Holy Ghost, uh-huh. he knows that we are his. Because I'm standing on the foundation of the word of God. And because I got the seal of the Holy Ghost, he knows that I am here. His word stands sure. It's the same word, though, that gives us good courage when we know it, understand it and believe it. The Lord knows us. And we know him. Uh-huh. I've heard people say, well, you know, he, know, he knew the Lord. Well, did the Lord know him? Right. Mm. Many will say, Lord, didn't we do this in your name? Didn't we do that in your name? Uh-huh. Didn't we heal in your name? Uh-huh. Didn't we collect money in your name? Okay. Okay. <laughs> and Jesus is going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Not I didn't know you. Never. I never knew you. Never. I never knew you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You worked iniquity. Mm. Iniquity means you failed your duty. Mm. You were standing in the pulpit telling people nonsense. You were telling them lies. You were telling them fables. You were telling them stories. Get away from me. I never knew you. Right. You're full of iniquity. Yes. Mm. foundation of God is his holy word that stands sure. He's put his seal on us by which we are sealed until the day of redemption. Did you know we haven't been redeemed yet? Did you know that? We have not been redeemed yet. He purchased our redemption, but we have not been redeemed yet. How do we know? 
Well, if we've already been redeemed, why would we be sealed until the day of redemption? But folks folks will say, I've been redeemed. No, you haven't. You won't be redeemed until the day of redemption. And then that's when we're all redeemed at the same time. Those who have been born of the water and truly born of the spirit. We have his spirit. We have the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. He is our Maus. He is our fortified place. Sister Swansea, he's our strong tower. He's our strength. He's our source of strength and good courage. He is how our souls are able to maintain control. So if the Holy Ghost is the strength of my life, of whom shall I fear? If the Holy Ghost is the strength of my life, whom shall I be afraid? In this world of darkness, we need light. And he is that light. In this world of destruction, we need salvation. And he is our salvation. In this world of weakness, we need strength. And he is our strength. That's why Paul says, I can do all things through Christ. Why? Because he strengthens me. He's my source of strength. In this world of enemies, we need courage. We got lots of enemies. But he's our courage. He's our good courage. It is in him and by him that we are able to wait on him. But you know what? Based on the signs that we're seeing, we don't have to wait much longer. They just had, there was an earthquake in Turkey. And they said uh, close to 40,000. 40,000 people were killed. The other day there was an earthquake in Ecuador. You know how far Ecuador is from Turkey? But the Lord said that there will be earthquakes in diverse places, different places, Japan, Ecuador, Turkey, California. Wars, rumors of wars. World War Three is on the way, believe it or not. It's on the way. It's on the way. Because you got these men that got power and they don't know what to do with it. They literally don't know what to do with it. And they're playing games with it. And, and Putin is using up human life like it's nothing. He's treating human life like it is absolutely nothing. Why would you bomb civilian where civilians live when they don't have anything to do with you? They're not coming against you. They're no threat to you. Got all them people standing at the border trying to get in. Trying to get away from from their daughters being raped and their sons being made uh, uh, gang members. Got Americans standing in food lines. Living under bridges, that's right. They had lots of money two years ago, now they got nothing. No place to live. Drug, Drug overdoses, like crazy. Young people are dying like crazy from drugs, from drug overdoses. 
People are committing suicide like crazy. But you know what? We're saved. We're sanctified. And we truly have the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. So Jesus says when you look, when you see all this stuff, don't worry about it. Look up. Why? Because your redemption, your redemption, which hasn't come yet, your redemption draweth nigh. So you're ready. You're ready. You don't have a thing to worry about. You're ready. You're saved, sanctified, and filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. You have nothing to fear. You have nothing to fear. So you know what you do? You just wait on him. You just wait on the Lord. Just wait on the Lord. Just wait on the Lord. Wait on, patiently wait for him. And you know what you do while you're waiting? Be of good courage. Let's give the Lord some praise. Father, we thank you. For your word. Your word truly is a lamp unto our feet. And your word is a light unto our path. Thank you for your word, Lord. Anyone in need of prayer this morning? Anyone in need of prayer? All right.